Every day I'm hustling, 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 hustling. Every day I'm hustling, 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 every day I'm every day I'm every day I'm hustling. Welcome back to Jewels on the Hustle. Happy holidays, my hustlers. Whether you're spending it with family or you're alone, I am wishing you a holiday season filled with love, good health, and happiness. You know, this year with the COVID, we're all finding ourselves in different situations than we might be used to. But just again, appreciating the small accomplishments, appreciating the things that you may not in the past have appreciated. So I just want to say how grateful I am to you guys for tuning in each week. And we have a great one in store for you this week and actually next week. And let me tell you why. This week, I brought on my best friend, Sarah, to dive into my life and to dive into hers as well a little bit. But I needed someone that would just drill and grill me to get all that tea, all that juice, all of that good stuff out of me. And no one knows me better than her. I brought her on just to ask me some of the most pressing, difficult questions that, you know, I probably wouldn't have been able to talk about on my own. So guys, this episode may come off as controversial. It may be triggering. It may be surprising, but that's why I wanted to do this episode. I wanted to be transparent with you guys. A lot of my episodes are about the the great stuff, the happy stuff, the Instagram stuff, the highlight reel. I want to be real with you guys. I want to be raw. That's why I'm here. I want to show you that it's not all great, you know, Being a college athlete has so many perks. Being a pro tennis player has so many perks, post-college perks, homeschooling perks. But there are so many downsides that people don't typically talk about that you guys need to hear all about. So I'm going to be telling you my story. So what's interesting is I was supposed to go through my high school life, my college life, and post-college life. Me and Sarah reached an hour just getting up to my college life. So we're going to have a part two for you guys next week. But I hope you enjoy this part one because I really, you know, I I dug in, I dove deep. I want to hear what you guys have to say though. So please message me on my Instagram, Twitter at Jules L. Baba at J-U-L-E-S-E-L-B-A-B-A or, you know, tag this episode on your Instagram story. Just tell me what you think what your thoughts are. But without further ado, guys, here is my story. So hey, guys, I'm here with my best friend, Sarah. I am so excited. Like I promised, I was going to have her on this episode. No one knows me as well as her. And I'm serious. She knows more about me sometimes than I know about myself. Yeah. Hey, Hey, how are you? I'm so great. So just a little background here. We are sitting here on Zoom on mute and we are talking through the Anchor app, which is incredible. They just added this feature recently where we can both speak into this app and the quality sounds so great. I can't believe it. 
yeah, it's really good. Although it's kind of like watching a silent movie where you're watching the actors kind of like act out and then follows after with subtitles. Yeah, no, but it's, <laughs> that's actually really true. <laughs> I'm surprised how good this sounds. And it honestly sounds like we're sitting right next to each other. It's so good for like social distance. So if you guys want to record a podcast and you just worry, like for instance, my dad just got back from Florida and I didn't want to expose Sarah to any potential anything. So I was like, let's do this. It worked out so much better. Yes. So here we are. Sarah, like I said, knows me better than any of the guests I've ever had. And we're kind of we're going to do it this week where she helps me inform you guys about myself, but also telling us about her. Sarah, first and foremost, tell us where we can find you on social media. Oh, um, okay. So uh, I run a blog, which is called the one on Long Island, which uh, the base behind it was sort of my love for friends, which is, you know, young youth sort of living around. And I kind of wasn't able to sort of see that on Long Island. So I don't really want it to be sort of an influencer, influencing guys on places on Long Island. I want it to be almost like a young person's guide to Long Island, somebody who's living here, not, you know, in Manhattan and not having to go into the city so much. So it's a whole guide on Long Island. There's personal pieces I write about and it's a lot of fun. You can follow me on Instagram and I believe also on my website, which is the one on longisland.com. That's right, guys. And it's so cute. Like when we go to little local businesses or uh, like just a local restaurant, Sarah would say, you know, I want to promote you guys on my social media, the one on Long Island and these little businesses, companies, restaurants, they get so excited. And that's what this holiday season is about, you know, giving back. Yeah, definitely shop small, hands down shop small. And if you guys don't know, what's really awesome is that if you go to, I believe it is uh, American Express, They did something really awesome. And I did it at the beginning of um, COVID. I don't know if you saw where I led people to go to a website for, yeah, there we go. So I actually reversed what they do for Small Business Saturday. And I said, go to this website so you can look at all your small businesses and support it. And it's funny because months later, they decided to actually turn it into a website on their own. So they took that, turned it into their own website. And it was amazing to see that they're all supporting small businesses. So definitely support small. There you go. So you guys follow Sarah on at the one on Long Island to see what she's up to all Long Island things. Yes. And, and TikTok too. And oh yeah, by the way, she's <laughs> so great on TikTok. I still haven't, you know, cracked the code for that, but she she's bawling out there. So follow oh, her there. Thank you. <laughs> so guys, I've known Sarah since Sarah, how old were we when we first met? I feel like I we always forget. known each other for like 14 years oh my god I think that was the last time because we're both now we're we in our 20s, 20s. <laughs> yeah <laughs> so we're both in our 20s like, and it was old? Old, yeah. Yeah. yeah in our 20s and we met during like I think it was like 10s or the 12s of the USTAs and I think we we're in Jersey in 21 right? you don't want to like t- you don't want to like talk about your age either You're like yeah I made it to the to the age where you know is important and after it goes downhill <laughs> you know what I'm saying yeah (laughs) yeah so Sarah is a twin fraternal obviously if you know her her sister I mean they can't really see me (laughs) that's a good point point. (laughs) for them because hey I I got 
some some hot girl on my screen. Well, thank you so much. <laughs> yeah, so she has a twin. Her twin is a tennis player. Sarah does not play tennis, but Ooh. there was something when I met Sarah. She is just this beautiful soul that is so selfless and caring, forgiving, loving. I mean, I just couldn't have asked for a better best friend in her. So, like, um, it, like the sparks were flying <laughs> at a very Aww, young age. I knew she was my best friend. Aww. Yeah, it was just kind of like we would stay. I go to these tournaments with my sister, and I kind of really didn't know anybody because I wasn't playing tennis. That wasn't my thing. I was more of a arts kid. And uh, oh, she's so- damn good, guys. Yeah, thank you. Um, but I was more of an arts kid. I put all my passion, like music, dancing, making art, singing. And so uh, we met actually at this tournament. And it was funny because it was, you always have breaks between matches. And so you and I just sort of sat there and I was like, you want to play? And she was like, sure. And so from there, we kind of talked. We both learned we were from Long Island. And then it just kind of hit off from there. And it's funny. I I don't know. I just like when you meet somebody that's your friend you kind of just link up and you guys feel just the same vibes you can't nothing else beats it yeah and no, you're just such absolutely. a good and we've been friends for through oh gosh a lot trust me <laughs> through everything through thick and thin god it feels like we're married <laughs> at this point we should probably make a pact <laughs> yeah. hey sarah if we're not in relationships by age 40 me and you babe So the great thing about my relationship with Sarah is there's been blocks where I can't see her as much, whether it's for college or now COVID or just whatever it may be. It doesn't matter how much time passes. Whenever we catch up again, it's as if time hadn't passed. And we kind of just understand each other extremely well. It's really beautiful. Yeah. So prior to this whole situation, it was like, just so easy it's sort of like I wouldn't see you for like I think four months and then all of a sudden we come back together and be like oh yeah this is what it's like (laughs) right and it's so nice because growing up I was all about the tennis and being alone traveling yeah you're an only child only child thank you and (laughs) Sarah was the sister I never had and she just always made me feel comfortable and safe no matter what country I was in I would be like in the middle of nowhere Venezuela nervous for my life and just talking to Sarah is just really relaxing and she just made me always feel at home so let me ask you then uh what do you find that it's gonna like being not able to see your friends for so long and not being able to sort of kind of I don't want to say live a normal life because you lived a normal life for, I think you lived a unique sort of a life. It's fine to say a non-normal life. I am pretty sure it was not a normal life. I'm not offended by it. I accept it. I really don't think it was normal. Not in a bad way. It was unique, like you said. Yeah. Like, how would you say with your unique sort of upbringing? What was that like? Yeah, that's a brilliant question. Um, It was hard. Like, it really was. Um, I'll just tell you right off the bat, I would constantly, you know, be at different 
tournaments, different countries. A lot of times I would wake up in the morning and kind of forget where I was. I'd be like, wait, am I like my eyes would be still cold closed. And I'd be like, wait, am I in my bed or am I in a different state, a different country, a different continent? I'm like, where am I? Oh, so you had like rock star. Um, what is it called? It's like rock star uh, geolocation where like you wake up, you have to f- open your phone and find the blue app. So you like, right. I'm here. <laughs> Wait, that's a thing? Yes, it is. There's uh, five seconds of summer. They said something where they're like, they wake up in the morning and they don't know what they are and they got to look on their phone and look for like the little blue dot. Wait, that is the greatest thing I ever heard because I've never heard that, but that's what I have. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah, so I have to like kind of think about what I did yesterday and where I am to kind of have it click in. Uh, and then, you know, I'd be so nervous, you know, these matches, these tennis matches, you're playing, quote unquote, kind of like your enemies or you're just putting yourself out there. It's singles. You know, tennis is a very individual sport. You know, it's it's so I, I don't know if I'm explaining this well, but it, it's just such a complex thing that it's hard to just get it all out there. But it's just you're putting your whole self out there on the tennis court. When things go well, Sarah, when you're playing well, when you're winning, it's the biggest high of your freaking life. But then when you lose, I can't even begin to describe how that feels because you're out there alone. You're in this country by yourself. If you have a coach that's great or family traveling with you, it gets expensive. And let's face it, people are busy. So... Wait, why don't we start from the beginning? Let's okay. just start from, I think, when you were, you know, high school athlete. Because I know that's where I really kind of started to know that, I think, from my perspective. And kind of knowing that sort of environment from watching my sister. And I, I want to ask you about that sort of environment itself. Because I think that's where I had the closest view of what that was like. And not only that, I want to ask you from your perspective. Right. I, I can't understand what's going through your mind with everything that was happening. I can only see from the outside. And that world's just crazy. Yeah, it is intense. And as you know, I did distance learning starting in ninth grade. So I didn't have your conventional high school life. Um, I was (laughs) self-taught. My favorite story is to tell people that I had these like science labs, um, just these like disgusting things delivered to my house that I had to dissect what for a science lab I'll never wait no 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 is that actually real because I've heard the other stories where they're like oh you do it on the computer you have to like pour the little like test tube into like girlfriend I wish I had a freaking part of a pig at my door what yes it was in an ice like container or like in covered with ice obviously but I had a piece of pig waiting for me at my house (laughs) doorstep to dissect and let's just let's just say that is that is uh... and you went to like a big school this was like the school that like the Jenners went to and like I'm trying to think anybody else but like the Hollywood kids went to right yeah I'll happily just tell you guys about it it's Laurel Springs I mean I've been very open about the school I think it's incredible and I was actually I have an award. they delivered a piece of a pig they gave me a like how legit is that like, that's crazy. They didn't make me dissect on the computer. I got a piece of a pig. Like, that's a great hands-on education right there. <laughs> 
So doing the distance learning actually enabled me to play more tennis, which was the goal. You know, when I went to regular school, I wasn't able to play as much tennis. I started training full time at USTA, which was an honor. You know, not everyone is able to train there. You know, get wait, USTA is in like the Billie Jean King National like... Tennis Center. Oh, so you're actually playing in like where the U.S. Open is happening, literally and training there. How professional is that? Yeah, no, I mean, I, I know this, but it's crazy to kind of think back about it now because you really were playing in, like, the heart of New York tennis. The heart of American tennis. Thank you. Yeah. Like, even bigger, right? Jeez. Like, U- U.S. Open is... And you were doing that in high school? In high school. Yep. At first, it was just an after-school program for me because I had school, but then when I became homeschooled it was all day this was the schedule uh drive to tennis at 7 30 in the morning because you know new york rush hour traffic to work insane and do that right now <laughs> yeah 9 to 11 tennis 11 to 12 fitness 12 to 2 was our lunch break and i would always take a nap sarah do i love to nap <laughs> ladies and gentlemen Jules with napping. I could tell you this. She, I love you. And I say this with all of my heart, but you know, I'm going to roast you about this. You should. She always takes naps at any time. I will say, hey, you know, let's go get dinner. Absolutely fantastic. Okay. Hey, do I need to pick you up? No answer for three hours. I'll get a text message maybe about 20 minutes before we go somewhere she's like oh yeah I just woke up for a nap hold on give me a few minutes but I have my own faults also I'm late to everything like I was late to this <laughs> that is that that was epic I love this and it's so true because who knows me better than my best friend it's like not yeah. even, like obviously at USTA it wasn't three hour naps but when she says three hour nap she ain't lying <laughs> like I love my long naps Oh, you have no idea. <laughs> so then after my 20 to 30 minute nap at USTA, I had more tennis from two to four and then four to five more fitness. So at this point, I can barely walk. Uh, blood, sweat and tears is, is a real thing for me there. And then I drive home for an hour and a half in rush hour traffic. Because, you know, New York. I know my sister's schedule is crazy because she would do something very similar where she would be school, high school tennis. Then immediately after, she would go into training after high school tennis. And then after that, she'd focus on schoolwork. And it was, she'd be working until maybe like 10 o'clock at night after she finished tennis. And it just, it's crazy. The passion from what I've seen, the passion from everybody that we grew up with in the USTA community is crazy just because they're so, everybody was going for it. And the traveling was just like bananas. It's like a- the traveling for you also, because you traveled more than my sister did. So I, I want to ask you about that also with traveling and, you know, not being in one place at once. Yeah. I what was, was that like? Great question. I was constantly living out of a suitcase, Sarah. I mean, I even questioned whether I should unpack my suitcase when I came home. I never really did. I just kind of washed my laundry and went right back on the road or on the airplane. And I mean, you really have to love that lifestyle, that travel lifestyle. And 
For me, I think I loved tennis more than that lifestyle, but that actually helped me um, to a certain extent because my love for tennis kept me going and going, even though, you know, I missed you, I missed my family, my friends, um, just being home, like Long Island, like we have it nice. I think that's also difficult. New York is such a beautiful place to be, and that made it really hard. I knew I was leaving back behind like a lot of my my passion and my heart. Yeah, no, I, I I mean, I've been on the road a little bit over the summers. We go to a few of the tournaments, like some of them I went to was Alabama. We went to and oh, yeah, um, you went to uh, the Super Nationals, the Spring Super Nationals in Alabama with your sister. Yeah, we go to Spring Super Nationals and we went to uh, Virginia Beach for a little bit. For clay. And I think that was the first time I ever really got to know the tennis community. Can I like, ask you what you think of the tennis community as an outsider? Okay. Um, hmm. You can be mean because I would be mean. I'm not going to be mean because here's the thing. it. I could see that it was so much pressure for you guys with everything going on. I'm lucky. I didn't have that pressure on me. I didn't have to worry. When I traveled, it was like vacation, summertime. I get to go somewhere and get to like experience something new. That's true. Um, it's like yeah. Hannah was playing on a hundred degree day in Virginia Beach. So I was like, oh, what a great beach day. <laughs> yeah. I feel like my sister go to a tournament, I'd be out on the beach being like, ah, let me go get a tan. You're like, this life ain't so hard. What What are these girls complaining about? What a life. No, but I could definitely tell from the inside. It, it's so tough because it, it's the pressure. Not only that, you guys at a young age, and I can kind of see how you guys were sort of like the first influencers. If I were to kind of give an idea to it, because you guys had sponsors that you had to make sure that you were like showing up for and that you were doing well for. You also had to travel and make sure that you were upholding the USTA standards. On top of that, it was like being 14, 15, 16, 17. You guys just want to grow up and do your own thing and, you know, go out and be with your friends and go stay out late. And instead, the next day you have to travel or go to something or, you know, you can't really stay up if you're going out to these tournaments because you're training the next day because you want to win the um you want to win that title or you want to win that tournament you want to get those blue chips you want to get those points that can build you up so your ranking can go up and it was just it, it was very clicky I think inside of that world in its own individual way that that's really true that's yeah present true my favorite thing about you Sarah when we were in our in our high school years is you were still someone that was not part of that tennis clique. You were an outsider, but you still knew a lot about it. So it made me feel like I could confide in you and talk to you and trust you. But then also like back at me, you understood what I was saying. It wasn't like, oh, like I hear you, but I can't relate. Like you understand, you got it. You knew a lot of the girls I would vent to you about. And no, that just like made it really helpful and special to me truthfully I mean we're all going through a teenage year as well we're going through that also so it's just crazy to kind of see the growth and the change between people now but during that time it was kind of it, it's like high school it was like high school on wheels pretty much Ooh. Where you guys were all traveling together yeah but that's speaking, what it was yeah but I always made sure when you got home we would do something fun like Halloween every year we would have a tradition where we would go to a haunted house I have to also call you out a little bit for this Jules has mentioned in a previous episode that I 
put headphones in and I would, I had anxiety going into these haunted houses. It was so bad. Um, I would have my heart racing. I would freak out a little bit and I'd throw in my headphones and listen to like Jack Johnson, John Mayer, or anybody else. But we would always do something fun. That was the thing. We would always do something fun, something exciting when you got back home. It was like, let's go to dinner. Let's go to a movie. Let's go to the mall or or something. Because, you know. Yeah, yeah. Arrow was a big reason I was able to have a balanced life. When I came home, I was still kind of, you know, in a in a mood, kind of disappointed in the last tournament I played or or sometimes on a really big high. And then I'd have to Sarah would have to deal with me bragging about myself for. A oh, yeah. She was doing great. She was doing fantastic. I was doing this. Uh-huh. It was so good. I played so well. I'm doing so great. I'm going to this place. OK, that's us. enough. That's enough. That's <laughs> enough. I wasn't like that. Come on. No, I'm just teasing you. But she was always very much in a positive mood. No matter what, she was coming back from a tournament. And even if it was like a little off, I would, we just go into having fun and that was I think one of the things I love about you is like you're always a game for anything you're like the first person to dive nose into something oh you know what that just reminded me of the other day Sarah texted me and she's like can you oh that was another thing I spoke about another podcast that described me in oh you probably didn't hear that part I did (laughs) oh you did she asked me to describe her in three adjectives and I was like oh my gosh like this is a really interesting question and I was like did I say spontaneous and you're like is that the nice way of saying impulsive I was just be I said be honest say impulsive I know me (laughs) that is the funniest thing so if anyone asks you to describe them in three adjectives (laughs) I like that question I think it's really how would you describe me in three adjectives or Ooh. a couple? I know I'm putting you on the spot here. Okay. No, give me a second. I yeah. would definitely say bubbly. That's definitely the first one. That is you know, spot on. Energy that just bounces off the walls. And then, hmm. You can say a negative one. I won't be offended. My hustlers no. love me anyway. <laughs> I know. Your hustlers love you. So I don't want to be too negative. Definitely bubbly. I would say you said energetic. Was that one? No, bubbly and energetic. I would kind of combine together because it's very much you. Mm-hmm. You're like the energizer bunny. You just keep going. That's right. That is right. I was <laughs> bunny for many Halloweens, by the way. <laughs> really? Well, maybe in high school. Not that I really I... had a. Actually, wait. I don't know. Did. Hmm. We do, do we just we do we ever go trick or treating together? We never did, and That's I was always weird. the kid that never really did Halloween when I was in high school. I did it when I was like in college a little bit, but it's, it's a whole other story about my college. Um, <laughs> we can come but, back to the adjectives if you can't think of them on the spot. Oh, hands down, please, because give me a second. I will definitely get to you on those. No problem. I do want right. to talk about prom because a minute ago I was just telling the people how you helped me keep a well-rounded life and prom is obviously a big moment for so many high schoolers lives and I almost didn't have one Sarah what did you do oh oh dear um so uh how can I describe the story all right so I got asked out to prom already by a very good friend of mine and my 
other very good friend who may or may not have been my ex-boyfriend had asked me out at the very last minute on the last day that they were selling tickets. And if he would have asked me ahead of time, I would have said yes. But unfortunately, I already said yes to somebody else. And I kind of went, wait a second, I have an ingenious idea. And so unfortunately, my school, you couldn't ask another girl to go to prom because they had this whole rule and it was frustrating unless you were dating said person. No sense. That was only at your school. Okay. That was at my school. I'm I'm betting you it's changed now because of the time. Yeah. You know, right now we're talking a few years back, LGBTQ and a lot of other things weren't really as accepted as it is now, which is fabulous that, you know, it's so much more accepting today than it is prior. But- just focusing on prom, uh, I had him ask you out and we went to prom together. And I think at after prom, we went to the Hamptons. Both of us roomed together. And we're like, and our dates can go. Bye-bye. Yeah, we're like, <laughs> okay, so we're in this really cool beach house in the Hamptons. Let's pretend we're by ourselves. <laughs> yeah, we get coffee in the morning and like go to the beach and like hang out there for a little bit and then come back to the house after uh, it was a lot of fun, though. I will say. And prom was amazing. We had such an amazing prom. The point is that Sarah was the reason I was able to experience so many things in high school that helped me stay well-rounded. Like, if it weren't for her, I would have probably just not had that experience. And I would have just been at another tournament. Yippee! <laughs> oh, no, you would have had that experience once you got to college because college was like an amazing, I saw this like amazing growth from you as an athlete and as a person and like maturity kind of going into that situation following after. Because I do want to ask you now about college because it, it's tra- crazy. In there, yeah. Yeah. So college, like I didn't think I would be, I didn't think I was going to say this while I was there or before I started, but it really was the best four years in my development, my maturity, my tennis. I was really happy. The only bad part was not being able to see you all the time. That was the hard part. We were able to uh, talk a lot and stay in touch, but I think that makes it more fun actually now because we have stories to share to each other reflecting. Oh, yeah, definitely. So many stories for college. But I want to ask you about some of your stories, specifically with um, being a college athlete, you know, coming up in that sort of environment and then finishing off from the social point. So let's start off with a college career within tennis. You went to UVA, which was amazing. They're such a great school for tennis and such a great school for sports in general. Well, thank you. You know, I've told told the hustlers how much I've loved. I loved UVA. It had the balance I was looking for. Beautiful campus. It was just like that right distance from home where you can drive, but also not too close where you would drive all the time. So it felt like the perfect fit. It was perfect. I loved it. The academics, the tennis. I really, really loved the coaches. I knew those coaches would take my tennis game to the next level. So let me ask you this. When you found your college, it was kind of like Harry Potter, right? Because I felt that when I found my college. Okay, so I've never read or um, watched Harry Potter, so I don't know what you're trying to say. So as your friend who's born on Harry Potter's birthday, I'm disappointed in you. 10 points from Slytherin. (laughs) When you said it's like Harry Potter, I'm just sitting here like, uh, I don't know. (laughs) Well, I'll tell you this. For when I found my college, it was amazing. I felt like I walked up. It was like the Harry Potter campus. I found my place. I put the hat on. It was like, good to go. It's sort of me. I was going there either way. 
Yeah. I was going to say, did you feel like that? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. When I went as, you know, as an athlete, you get to take visits, like official visits. I went for a weekend. I stayed with the girls. We got to see the scene. I went to classes. I went to some parties. I really got to live it up that weekend and I loved it. I knew this was the right fit for me. I loved it. So, and what else about the school was fantastic as you were there that felt like to be the right fit? Yeah. So besides the coaches being incredible and the team and the environment itself, I just, outside of all that, I loved the students. It was a very preppy vibe. Sarah, you know, I'm preppy, (laughs) you know, so UVA has a thing where they say girls in pearls, guys in ties at football games. No one wears athletic gear. So everyone's showing up in dresses and pearls and suits. That's what our vibe was like at games. And I loved it. <laughs> Sarah, look. I so- went to a liberal school. So this is why I'm like looking at you with this such weird face right now. Because like, yeah, exactly. It's totally opposite for my school. Oh, and fun fact, we're called the Wahoos. You know why? I don't know why. A Wahoo is a fish that can drink twice its weight in water, which represents the UVA students <laughs> drinking a ton of alcohol. Oh, no. Yeah. Oh, and we were rated like the number one party school by Playboy. Like Playboy came out with a list while I was there. And so people would just like have to, you know, just live it up to match that standard. It was it was That's crazy. Although I don't think you really did much of that knowing from like, Everything you were going through in school, though, because I know you were so focused on making sure that you were just such a strong player. And on top of that, didn't you get like an award when you were a freshman? Right. Going off of what you said first, Sarah, I didn't have a drink of alcohol until my junior year of college. Like nothing in high school, nothing in the first two years of college. Just because so I want literally to. until you were twenty one. Right. Exactly. Literally. Wow. Not not because I was like, oh, goody two shoes. It was because I just like, did not give a crap. Um, go. What was the other thing you said? So I wanted to ask you, following after oh, that, the award. So award. Yeah, didn't your freshman year you got an award, right? I was honored the National Rookie of the Year award, which was extremely just rewarding which the reward is rewarding wait award is whatever uh an award is rewarding award (laughs) is rewarding I felt so great I was so nervous about that transition from you know learning online to a real classroom to individual tennis to a team environment it means yeah that had to be crazy that transition because I remember everybody was playing so solo and then from solo you go immediately into just this environment of having to work as a unit versus being your own individual person because before it was like focused on rankings and now it was okay this person has to win in first singles. This person has to win in second singles. My sister followed along and played um, college tennis. So I, I have not a base understanding from that. And that was it. Yeah. And I, by the way, I loved that, that team environment with the tennis. I think that actually suits me more than even the individual. I love te- uh, cheering for my teammates while I'm playing. I have like, oh yeah, you're so that person. You are the cheerleader when it comes to, you are the hype man. Ooh, you are, fa- uh, what is his name? You are Batman Scoop. She is always right there when I need her. I was going to say, you are Batman Scoop in like the most positive way. I hope you know who that is. Yeah, I do. Really? No. 
Oh no! He's the guy who's yelling in the background of like um. Oh, who am I thinking of? Uh, Sierra. Hold on. Uh, I'm trying to think of the song. Oh, uh, uh, Missy Elliott. That's oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Of. Oh yeah. He's the guy yelling in the background. Let's go now. Let's go. Oh, the the hype hey. man. Let's go. He's the hype man. I feel like you are the hype I man when it comes that. to certain like, go, situations. Girl. Go, 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 girl. Yeah. My teammates call me J-Bomb. Um, exactly. Yeah. So I, I was really feeding <laughs> off that. Um, I actually was so happy because I finished my first year. We say first year, not freshman year, as the number four tennis player in the country. So I was really this in USTA, right? No, it um ITA the collegiate rankings in my, oh, after wow. my first year. I was ranked number four, so I set the bar super high really quickly. Um, that was because in the All American tournament, that was the fall of my freshman year. I started in pre qualifying, won three matches, qualifying, won three matches, and then in the main draw, Sarah. I beat the number one player in the country. I made it all the way to the finals. I actually, on the way there, had to play someone that ended up being my teammate. I had to play, um, yeah, a girl that was my teammate. And we had a three-set match. But I ended up winning, which I never thought I would win that match because, you know, she was such a dominant junior. And I had a lot of respect for her, honestly. But, um I was really proud of that. And she ended up coming to UVA the next year. She transferred in. But yeah. Oh, wow. After that tournament. She transferred after that tournament. She, ooh, okay. Oh, this is coming back to me now. It's, uh, oh, jeez. I'm like following along with this because, again, this is a very long time. Yeah. And this is 14 years. Accomplishments. They all blend. There's, I'm kidding. But 14 years of just craziness that's going on. But uh, focusing on those 14 years, let's go into that uh, sophomore year following after. So this top dominant player joins your team. It's exciting, I can imagine, right? Because it's like you're building another player into it. And I know you, you're the hype woman. You're like, okay, this is better for a unit. This is better for a team. Let's go, right? Yes, exactly. We, at this point, just had four seniors graduate. So we were an extremely young team when the four seniors left. And re- remember that the tennis team is only seven players. So Yeah, no, team- that's why if you could see my look on my face when she said four players, my jaw dropped. Because four players on a team is a lot for a senior year. Because usually it's like maybe one or two graduate or maybe three if it's a lot. But four, yeah. wow. And we have the opportunity to get a girl transfer in and – we were really excited because we were like, if she comes here, we could potentially win a national championship or, I mean, be the best we can be at least, you know, we had never really made it that deep into the NCAA tournament. However, there were some worries, which the coach actually had to talk to the team, talk to me and just kind of bring it to our attention that, you know, Maybe it could be a controversial move to have her on the team. Some of the players have had like maybe a difficult past with her, but we knew we wanted what was best for the tennis and for the team. And ultimately that's what stood stronger. And the fall was great. You know, lineups were not out. We were just playing 
the fall is an individual time. The spring is the the team part. So we're all ah. So it's ignorant bliss. So you're sitting there. You're just so happy. You're like, I'm starting off the year. I have an A. Nothing can go wrong. Exactly. That's exactly <laughs> what it was like. Everyone was getting better, and I was so happy because. I had someone just amazing to practice with each day. And I knew this would get my game to the next level and hers. So- and I remember you said at the time, I think you were saying like, there's a possibility we could put in the nationals. You mean like doubles or oh, like national championship? Yeah, that's what national I remember you said. Yeah, for the first time, it actually felt like, you know, we were solid like throughout the team. Like there weren't going to be any holes in our lineup. It took a bad turn once the coach sat us down in the beginning of the spring season. He went through the lineup. And I just want to talk to you guys candidly and openly and raw about this because I don't want you guys to think that it's all peaches and cream. The life that, you know, or the tennis career I had in college. It, It sounded great from the outside, but there were definitely problematic moments he sat us down and you can just tell when he said I was playing position one and she was playing position two the 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 fumes they were coming out of her nostrils Sarah (laughs) so what happened yeah it really the rest the two and a half years after that really just went downhill to the highest degree well for starters the minute we left that meeting I was blocked in every form of social media from Facebook to Instagram to Twitter by the player by the player she just which is awkward because you see this person every single day and you have to be respectful and nice and I for me it was about the big picture it was the team if you really cared about how the team did, why did it matter who played in front of whom? Like, I, it yeah, really team. made no sense to me. So that just screamed someone that was not very much so a team player, which was a shame because she is such a great player. What the heck? I mean, you guys are a unit. Like I was saying before, you want to make sure that you guys are all working together and that everybody's there to support each other. Sarah, exactly. And let me just tell you another incident that happened. We were playing a practice doubles match, for instance, and my partner, she hit a serve out. So it's second serve, right? The Wait, was your partner the player again? My No, my partner was another girl on the team. We were playing a practice doubles match one morning. It was actually a 7 a.m. practice, which stinks. But my partner hit a serve out. And the girl that I'm talking about, she nails the ball into my nose. And I was like, what the heck? Like, the serve was out. Usually you're supposed to stop and, like, not continue. Like, just second serve. And when I confronted and said, why did you just do that? My nose just took a beating with the ball. She basically said, oh, you you should have been paying attention. I had a bloody nose. Because of this, I almost broke my nose. I had to go to the doctor. I never got a sorry, nothing. It was just nonstop venom. I was anxious. I was scared every day. I was nervous. I didn't, like, I was physically scared that I would be harmed. I was like, if I leave my water bottle out, would she, like, put something in it? Like, that's how crazy it got. 
Like, it really did. So. It's okay. Yeah, I can't even begin to describe how much hate there was. And the thing that was really interesting was the team noticed a pattern that the girls that she didn't feel threatened by on a tennis level, she was super nice to. Like, she was really nice to the girls in the lower parts of the lineup or the ones that didn't make the team. But the ones that, you know, I remember, like, me, another girl, another girl, we were playing the top three positions. Because there was always a chance we would take her spot, she was a little bit, you know, mm, interesting around us. So, right. I mean, it sounds like high school, like really bad high school. I mean, you're thankful you didn't have to deal with that when I, when you were in high school. I did yeah. from like a different perspective, but geez. But like... Sarah, you could avoid those people in high school. You can say you're not, you don't want to be friends with them. I had to, I had to stick through it and I had to be respectful and there was just no getting out of it unless I wanted to transfer, which did cross my mind once because of this girl. I did consider leaving because of how painful this girl made my life. Um, And we actually did have a girl that transferred out of UVA because of this girl. So it was a girl that I loved playing doubles with every single day. So it was really unfortunate. Um, So I hate to say it. A lot of people describe this person as a cancer on the team, but she was just such an incredible tennis player that it was like we want her and we need her so it was like where do you draw that line between your feelings and your emotions and wanting to get ahead oh yeah that's I think that's the toughest part I think for anybody on a team where you have to kind of like take those sacrifices and just uh, and just deal with it and I can't even imagine and that's like a cycle that you had to go through for like two three years of dealing with this person well i'd say two and a half because the first fall there was no beef Hmm. one Um, last story i want to tell you about college is this person really drew a division in our team and we actually had something happen my senior year that made it to the papers it was called the snowstorm or this you might have heard of it the um snowball fight for the UVA women's tennis team and made the papers. I had friends from different uh, colleges around the country asking me why about four girls got suspended from the team or had to take time off. And without going into too much detail, it was like, Oh, I remember this now. Yeah. Yeah. I remember seeing this on, I think it was like like cbs it was on the news i don't know how far it went but i mean like i said i had girls from california being like were you one of the girls suspended i was like oh hell no (laughs) (laughs) no but i just was she one of those girls she wasn't she was a team captain with me and we were a tried captain actually me her and one other senior that year So we were three good ones. However, I don't think that she helps the solution, helps the problem. You know, a lot of the division of the team and the problems that occurred, a lot of it, you know, she helped 
She helped create the divide. Yeah, it's hard to talk. About. I'm sorry. It's okay. <sighs> I, I mean, it's you heard sad. me through the phone and FaceTime throughout my four years, and yeah. you knew I was you would, pain. No, you would be smiling through the whole thing, and I'd be like, okay, what's going on? Because I'm looking at you right now, and you're talking about this. It's like bringing back flashbacks of FaceTiming you from my dorm and you talking to me like everything's good and I'm staring at you and you're like no it's not you know me I have the nervous giggle I'll laugh oh, whenever for example that giggle right there you were like <laughs> I'm really nervous about talking about this but look I think the point I think you want to make is the sacrifices that were made when you were in college were for the betterment of the team and I think what happened was it was healthy, unhealthy competition followed by a really big divide between the team that happened where certain people started to leave the team because of this. Exactly. So what made it feel better was that a lot of the girls on the team felt the pain. I hate to say it, but it felt like it wasn't just me in it, you know, Mm-hmm. But we kind of just saw the big picture. And, you know, we finished our senior year. I'm saying senior year because a lot of the girls were seniors. Oh, we finished, you know, as elite eight NCAA players. So we did, we, we made the record. We set the record so far. Hopefully the team keeps moving forward very soon. But yeah. I, you know, my- and I don't. I'm sorry. I only imagine because like, I know the cycle you had to go through. It was like fall, winter, spring, summer. And in the summers, you'd be playing pro tournaments Yeah. while you were doing all of this while training at a college while dealing with that, then going immediately into like summer craziness where you're traveling like you did when you were in high school. And then that whole motion just kept going and going and going. I mean, I know you had like high highs, like for example, you played the U S open as like a collegiate representative which is crazy yeah and I I remember I was there with my dad and we were both like go Juju (laughs) thank you actually fun fact um my senior year I believe it was or maybe my junior year there was a chance I would have to play this player my, my own teammate in the final and a part of me didn't want to have to play her. A big part of me. So part of me was not in that winning mentality in my semifinals because I was like, it would just be too much drama. Like, I don't want to deal with this. I'm, I'm, I can't. And she, by the way, she loves head-on collisions. She loves confrontation. She loves fights. For me, it was like, you know me, I hide from it. I always want to give everyone the benefit of the doubt. I always want to be nice. And so but our two personalities together, she would eat me up with words, truthfully. But it's but- what it is. I just want to say last topic for college tennis, because I, I this is making me all, putting me in all the feels having a hard time speaking but I did end my senior year with the Sissy Leary Award for Sportsmanship Courage which is a national award for someone that was really strong and courageous and a leader and I cannot tell you Sarah what that meant to me because of everything I had dealt with I know we talked about a lot of shit at the beginning part of this but let me tell you this Jules was so passionate about everybody on our team she cared about I kid you not 
every single player and I would watch she would explain back to me like this person's having this issue this person's having that issue oh my goodness it might affect the team what's going on I want to make sure that they're doing okay I got to make sure I'm picking up that person in the morning so we can all make sure that we're oh I just knocked over my painting but oh um, oh, that's so nice don't do that (laughs) no you're good but I'm trying to explain that Jules was so passionate about her teammates and I think you kind of took because you were an only child I think you took that and you were able to be like, I am the big sister. Let me be. <laughs> and it was amazing to watch you. And I still say a lot of the people you were in school with, you were such good friends with still. And I've seen that from you. Like, for example, a mutual friend of ours, you're very good friends with. My, and my old still... roommate. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And like so many other people I see that you just, you attach them. You're like, I truly truly care about you and I really hope you're doing okay and you still have that ability even with this player that we were talking about before even with other people that are on your team I I know for a fact that you just give such passion for that and you totally deserve that award thank you just reflecting back I want to say that I'm so grateful she was there because I wouldn't be the mature the tennis player I am today I can't tell you how much better she made me as a tennis player we'd have these incredible practices that I wouldn't have gone with anyone else she also made my skin so thick like looking back now it has set me up for life I have these skills this mindset this personality that you know might be soft on the outside but I feel I feel fierce on the inside. <laughs> no oh one God, mess with me. No one. I have my eyes on you. <laughs> but and I think that's that's the goal, at least in college, is that you grow up to be this mature person that you're able to handle these situations. And then post college, Lord have mercy on you because you were hustling harder than anybody else that I could even imagine. Dude, this woman. Before I even begin to describe this, Julia would travel so much. I would not see her for four to five months. And that would be normal after college because she'd be going to, there's a great quote that uh, Lady Gaga said once in an interview. And this was pretty much Julia's life for an entire year. It was like, no sleep, bus, club, another club, another club, plane, next place. That was Julia's life for a good like two years of just craziness you'd be in places and i'd be messaging you was like oh hey how are you doing he's like oh you know i'm in guitar and i'm like that's great i would love to be there i can't but i would love to you're like just for me it's like oh just another sunday in qatar (laughs) just another thursday afternoon in venezuela (laughs) exactly and i was like Gosh darn it, I've never traveled, so I'm so jealous. I wish I could do that. And we were so close a few times where I was like, you wanted me to come as your coach? And I'm like, yeah, bring it on. I'd love to go to Hawaii. And then I would have one little issue, and I'm like, dang it. Yes, I remember that hall of that um, Hawaii trip. I was so hard trying to get you to come with. but I wanted to, and it was the flights were so cheap. I know. Oh, it was so sad but I'm not kidding you when I said during that time I've never seen you hustle so hard and play so hard in your life I think thank you following off after that college high you were like I'm ready let's go and what was that like Sarah I was feeling so confident in my tennis abilities I have to tell you that 
rest of the year in 2016, heading into the beginning of 2017. I say beginning for a reason, but that was, I I couldn't have been playing better tennis. We'll get into that later. (laughs) Yeah, I was feeling so good. I was confident. My forehand was on fire. My backhand was eh, because it's just never that great. My serve was good, which is a plus. And oh my gosh, I was on a high. I really was. I loved it, really. I transitioned well, surprisingly. I was going to say, I remember those years. It was just crazy watching you just like catapult out of the, like, you were like a racehorse just coming out the gateway and just going for it. I didn't think that would be the case. I thought I, because I loved having coaches on the court in college tennis. I did not think I would transition well without coaches on the court. Like, I really thought that would be a problem. Yeah, I I, I know. And then um, I think it was just tough because, dude, I couldn't see you for so long. And like from the social perspective, I think we're lucky that, we grew up in the time of technology, so I could FaceTime you if I needed to talk to you, or we could just call each other on the phone or text each other, just like stupid, funny gifts. If both of us needed to hear something or one of us was in like a bad mood. And I, I find that so lucky that we had like technology to be able to communicate. So that was part one of the podcast with Sarah. We have more to come next week, which will be the last episode of 2020. How crazy is that? We will be concluding season two and headed into season three of 2020. But this, guys, this was me being candid. I wanted to be so open with you guys and just let you see what my life was and currently is like. I wanted to tell you about those toxic teammate um, stories. I wanted to tell you what it was like to be homeschooled. I wanted to tell you what it was like to just face some adversity. Again, in real life, on podcasts, on social media, we always see someone's highlight reel, but not the stuff that people have to deal with and endure to get to their highlights. Now that's what's so important. I want my hustlers to really get to see the true me, see, you know, someone that had some success in college. I want them to see what I had to deal with and kind of how I blocked out that noise. Sarah was one of those people that helped me block out that noise. To me, it's so much more important to have one or two super close friends than being worried about having five to ten not-so-great friends. So yeah, this was my life. You know, so many teams in college tennis have really tight, strong bonds. Now, you don't really know for sure if they do or if that's just like what it looks like on social media. For my team, it was not like that. I'm going to be totally honest. It really wasn't. And everyone that was in college tennis knew that we probably weren't the tightest team. We really weren't. Like, it'd be lying if I said we were a tight team. Did we have unbelievable tennis players? Absolutely. Were we dominant? Yes. Did I think we would win a national championship? Yes. We had incredible tennis coaches and an incredible team so I thought it would be possible but is that enough to take us to the end is incredible tennis enough to win a national championship I don't know I I guess not 
Thank you guys for tuning into the podcast. Be sure to rate, be sure to subscribe, and follow me on Instagram and Twitter at Jules El Baba if you liked this episode and my content. Guys, if you write a review, put it on your Instagram story and tag me. I will repost you on my page. Guys, this is my holiday gift right here. This podcast means so much to me and I put my heart into it. So if you guys can show that love there, I would be forever appreciative. I hope everyone has a wonderful holiday season, but I will see you guys next week with part two. So see you guys next time on Jules on the Hustle. Every day I'm hustling, every day I'm hustling, every day I'm hustling, every day I'm hustling.